Shortly after the fall of New Orleans, the Union Navy continued its plan to control the entire Mississippi and cut the Confederacy in half. Thus, Farragut continued upriver with his fleet, intimidating the state capital and compelling Baton Rouge to surrender on May the 7th. On May the 12th, he took Natchez, Mississippi. However, the fortified city of Vicksburg proved harder to take. On May the 18th, Farragut's advance ships arrived to reconnoiter, and they spied the earthworks and cannons atop the 200-foot bluffs that had a commanding position upon a hairpin bend in the river. The earthworks were so high up that the ship's guns couldn't be elevated enough to fire on them. An envoy was sent under a flag of truce to demand its surrender, and General M. L. Smith, commanding the defences, gave a curt reply. Regarding the surrender of the defences, I have to reply that having been ordered here to hold these defences, it is my intention to do so as long as in my power. The defenders at Port Hudson were similarly obstinate, and the two fortified positions would hold up tens of thousands of Union soldiers and sailors in a pair of frustrating sieges lasting for months. The fight for the Mississippi River was far from over, but to the south the citizens of New Orleans were stunned at their city's easy capture. They blamed President Davis and General Lovell. Diarist Julia Legrand wrote, Lovell, a most worthless creature, was sent here by Davis. He did little or nothing, and the little he did was all wrong. He knew not what to do. Some say he was intoxicated, some say frightened. Legrand was born in Maryland, but grew up on her father's plantation in southern Louisiana, and she had moved to New Orleans some time before the war and kept a detailed diary of her experiences. She refused to take an oath of loyalty during the occupation and was subsequently registered as an enemy. Disgusted how things turned out, Legrand departed the city in 1863. They may have been mad at Davis and Lovell, but the people of New Orleans soon had someone else to hate. Assigned to look over this important city was General Butler, a professional politician who was one of the many political generals to receive commissions early in the war, not for their experience, but for their connections. Once the war started, he was in command for a time of Fort Monroe in Virginia, and he came to public attention there when he defied the practice of returning runaway slaves to their masters, and instead labeled those who came into his lines as contraband of war, thereby refusing to return them. Soon the idea of contrabands was taken up by other commanders, and runaways were put to work at fatigue duties in the Union Army to free up soldiers for fighting. Butler wrote up a proclamation to the people of New Orleans that he started posting around the town on May 1, 1862. The proclamation imposed martial law and stated, All persons in arms against the United States are required to surrender themselves with their arms, equipments, and munitions of war. The body known as the European Legion, not being understood to be in arms against the United States, but organized for the protection of the lives and property of the citizens, are invited to still cooperate with the forces of the United States to that end, and so acting will not be included within the terms of this order, but will report to these headquarters. All ensigns, flags, devices, tending to uphold any other authority save those of the United States and foreign consulates, must not be exhibited, but suppressed. The American ensign, the emblem of the United States, must be treated with the utmost respect by all persons under pain of severe punishment. 
all persons well disposed to the United States who shall renew their allegiance will receive safeguard and protection in their persons and property by the armies of the United States, a violation of which will be punishable by death. All persons still holding allegiance to the Confederate States will be deemed rebels against the United States and regarded and treated as enemies thereof. All persons who may heretofore have given adherence to the supposed government of the Confederate States, or have been in their service, who shall lay down, deliver up their arms, return to their peaceful occupations, and preserve quiet and order 